This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of Kelly and Ramya. We appreciate you being here. So we're hanging out with you on your Wednesday, helping you get through the day, whether you consider it a yay halfway through the week or a oh, just such a slow day. Well, we'll liven things up for you. Always have some great conversations. Uh, and we welcome you to them every day. And we have a lot of fun and we're quite privileged to be here and uh, appreciate you being alongside of us. As mentioned, Kelly McDonald, the home studio, London, Ontario, Ramya Muthan in the studio in Toronto. We're going to New Brunswick for the next few minutes, checking in with our friend Marisa Hersey Meisner from over that part of Canada, because this is our community report. Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, we kick off the second hour with a community report. How's it going where you are, Marisa? Well, it's fabulous, and I am just thankful that I'm in New Brunswick um, mm. and not in Nova Scotia. Yeah, because uh, yes. I would be still digging out from the all the snow it's and rough. And I I know um, if I was in Nova Scotia, I wouldn't want to even be talking or embracing winter at all for my next topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's hard, you know, like here in parts of Ontario, we're talking about uh, the weather not being good enough. Like we'd started the show off with that conversation where people can't even do winter activities. And then another side is winter is so extreme that people are just can barely withstand uh, the conditions. And they probably can't do many winter activities in it. Well, OK, maybe snowshoe. They're too stuck. Maybe um, snowshoe. Maybe, yeah, to get out. All right. So tell us about the Fundy Winterfest 2024. Well, I, I know that there's not a lot of snow here in New Brunswick or this part of New Brunswick, uh, but um, the Fundy Winter Winterfest um, this year is a six-week, actually, um, event, a uh, long event, and basically it's going to be all about celebration and embracing winter and, and being active within um within uh, the community and participating in winter sports. And um, it's all about uh, trying to be active during this, this time and embracing culture and entertaining and all and everything. Now, uh, one of the uh, events that I wanted to bring forward um, this year is the para ice hockey event. And actually it's uh it's uh, one. There's one event this evening, actually, between six thirty and eight thirty, I believe it is, um, in uh, on the Rossi Common. And um, all you need to do is, if you're interested in um, trying out para hockey, um, all you need to do is bring a helmet and some gloves, and they will provide the sledges and the sticks and and the other equipment uh, that you need, Para um, Sport uh, New Brunswick is going to be there. And so it's going to be a great event. And then if you really like it and enjoy it, uh, there is um, another night that you can try and participate, and that's on March 8th. So, and that would be at the Qplex. So that's uh, one of the events that's uh, taking place. Mm -hmm. That's Um, some great exposure. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, this 
there's six communities, right? First of all, it's a six-week event. That's pretty awesome to, to embrace winter in these ways and kind of make it a diverse, uh, diverse, I guess, part of the festival. Um, does it really draw in a lot of tourists? I'm assuming yes. Yeah, um, I do believe that there's people from uh, Sussex and other parts of New Brunswick that comes down and participates in it. And um, and because there's so many things, like uh, Kelly mentioned uh, snowshoeing, mm -hmm. that's one of the events. Uh, there's art and, and there's crafts and there's um, there's even wine tasting if you know and so there's indoor events and there's outdoor events so it's not all about you know embracing the cold and the snow and things like that mm -hmm. so um, and and this weekend they're they're having a carnival and um, and and as I said they're they're doing a community art project. And so basically the community art project, they, they've already chosen what what project they're going to do. So they basically want people to come and, and help, um, you know, um, do the drawing or put, put the project together as a community. So I think that is a real community builder. And so it does attract a lot of uh, individuals and it's all about family and community. So I think it's great. Mm -hmm. What a, what a wonderful thing in the wintertime where a lot of people feel a little sluggish, but you may not be necessarily an outdoor winter person, so there's a variety here to do. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into your second item because you've got a lot up here for us, and I think this is going to take a little bit a little bit of explanation. Uh, update, please, the uh, NBCC call for participation. Yes, uh, during my last uh, report, I had mentioned that the New Brunswick Community College was uh, looking for persons with disabilities or caretakers of persons with disabilities to come and participate in a survey and uh, interviews and so on regarding um, persons with disabilities, access issues, uh, and barriers because um, the, the there's a study that... Um, that the government of Canada is actually um, putting forth to try, to try and remove the barriers and fill in the gaps um, and come up with solutions for, for this. So uh, my update uh, for this is that um, if you are interested in participating, um, they have extended the registration to participate until the end of February because I think uh, the deadline was January 26th and so they've made it till the end of February. So I know when I spoke to the organizers and the interviewers, they were really excited about the project. They really want to um, to speak to persons with disabilities and caretakers, so that way there they can get a good grip on on the barriers and and what they can do to um, to bring back the information to the government so they can implement the standards and and the regulations and everything moving forward to remove those barriers. One of the other things that uh, that they've mentioned um, when I was doing my interview, he had like I had brought up some some different barriers and so forth, and they'd said, you know, we think that uh, we will actually do some focus groups regarding uh, some of what you said. So uh, this isn't just going to be like one survey, and and you're not going to have an opportunity to participate again. 
you there there will be some focus groups and and things like that on on different uh, topics that that seem to be a commonality or a real barrier. Yeah, excellent. Uh, Marisa, I, since you've done it, and before we leave this topic, I'm kind of curious. I mean, extensions like this are often difficult because there's the government or people waiting on results, the people who you have doing it, maybe grant money has to be spent, whatever it is that makes it possible. But as you did it, can you see it being overwhelming if they were to get a flood of people and maybe they're happy with that, need the extension, or or people themselves to get on board? Are we kind of so hesitant because we always get worried about process? Well, if I take part, how much time, how difficult, how many hoops to jump through? What was your impression? My impression was they seemed to be so open and they really wanted to hear and get the feedback. Um, and I know that they were very excited about the project and I didn't feel like there, there was any rush because uh, I had made mention about actually the, the deadline being January, I think it was 26, uh, that it was so close and that there was you know little time to register and participate. But they were like, um, no, we, we, we've already discussed it. We're going to extend that deadline. And so I that that had really excited me. And then um, also they had uh, sent me back my my responses because I did a, a instead of just doing a survey online or whatever, I had um, did an actual interview. And they had sent my interview answers and responses and said that if I had any other, uh, responses or wanted to add anything that I might have forgotten to go ahead and 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 um, and insert them. So, yeah, I felt that uh, there was no real rush. I mean, it is a three-year uh, project that they're doing, so I, I think that uh, that they're starting off on a good foot. Marisa, we want to get to the show uh, called Sounds of Cape Britain with Heather Rankin. Um, this sounds really nice, and it's a musical. Yes, and uh, and so this really excites me because I've, I've always loved the Rankin family and and their music and and Gaelic music and, and so forth. So um, Heather Rankin is actually going to be doing an Atlantic or Maritime tour, and um, she's going to be in Moncton. Now, she's been, um, I believe, in the Miramichi already. And she has some other events going on uh, in Nova Scotia and so forth. But she is going to be in Moncton on February 16th, on Friday. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to to hearing this and, and going to this because it's it sounds so exciting and and as I said, I I love it. And she's going to, like. There's always uh, stories about Cape Breton and um, you know and and her roots and uh, of growing up within the songs, but also you know as she shares um, her stories. So anyway, that's exciting, and that's going to be held at the um, Riverview Art Center. So if you have any questions or um, you want to buy a ticket. I do know that there's a price and, and 
I had uh, forgot to uh, include that in my report, so I can't remember what the price was. But uh, if you go to um, or check it into the Riverview Art Centre, you should be able to get all that information. I know it wasn't a, a large amount of money to buy a ticket, so I think it's a great uh, great opportunity to hear Heather Rankin. And I was really excited to hear that uh, Molly uh, Rankin um was at least nominated for a um a grammy oh very lovely wow oh that is wow. great yeah okay yeah. cool well marisa thank you for covering uh, all these subjects and uh, for giving us a scoop on what's going on in new brunswick have a good one and we'll talk to you in march all right you take care thank Thanks. you bye Marisa Hersey-Meisner, she's our community reporter in St. John, New Brunswick, who joins us once a month. And we do check in with community reporters all across the country on the show. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. And ahead, folks, what are some good things to know about using a credit card? Ryan Chin, he's here. He's here with his monthly finance chat. He'll dive into that conversation after this. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.